Hey, what up guys? It is your girl Kelly Howard and we are here on Kelly Talks. First and foremost, I just want to say, let me apologize. I'm new to this whole podcast world. I'm no veteran. So I didn't know that when you release episodes that have parts to them, you should probably release them closer together than further apart. Uh, So yeah, my bad for releasing this third interview or this third part of the interview so late when I had already introduced one and two. So yeah, my bad. Learning, progress, growth. Hey, what can we say? So enjoy the last part of Basi Ikpi's interview on mental health in the black communities. It's not really that much left to go, but she does give a little bit of advice on um, how she deals with her son. So I'm super psyched to bring to you this final part. Hopefully you get something out of it. And oh, early apologies on the um, the audio issues that you may or may not notice. I don't know. Maybe I just gave it away. Who freaking knows? But it's going to get better. And that, my friend, is all that matters. Progress. Enjoy. I notice the more that I give away, the more that I get back. Not necessarily from a one-in-one standpoint, like, oh, I gave this audition, I got an audition. But no, just emotionally. You know, yeah. emotionally, I get so much more freedom back for me yeah. than I've ever had. Because when I'm holding on to those things, now I'm just standing here with a handful of shit that I can't do anything with without other people anyway. Yes, that's really important to know. Um, I, I also want to just... I, I'm not, I'm, I'm by no means immune to setbacks. Um, there are times when something happens and I'm completely triggered and I, I cannot pull myself out of it um, by myself, uh, which is why I have an army. At my family, when they start noticing things, I can tell them, I can say, look, this is what I'm feeding right now. And they monitor and they watch or whatever. But my, my father taught me really, really early that Strength or being strong doesn't mean that things don't affect you. It means that when they do affect you, you do something to either change the circumstance or you're able to just stand up. Sometimes waking up is a fucking victory. Brushing your teeth, oh my God, congratulations. You took a shower, amazing. All those things are important to you when they need to be important to you. Small things. And... yourself for that and allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you need to feel 
Um, and then also understand that sometimes you need to stop feeling it. Sometimes it, it's out of your control and you need some help to stop feeling it. Wow, that's really good that you have that support because that's very true. Like they say, when building um, any type of habit, right, whether it's a, a positive mental health habit or it's a meditation habit or anything like that, you should always have that person that you can go to and, and connect yeah. with that can help you stay on this particular path and, and, and stay structured and keep at it because it does get hard. You know, but some days I sit there and I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't meditate till like damn near it's time to go to bed because it's like I've dragged it all day for whatever reason. Thankfully, I've gotten to a point where I can say to myself, like these thoughts that you're feeling, this, this emotion that you're feeling for one is temporary and for two, it's not real. You're recycling old habits from the past that's telling you that this moment is different than what it really is. How does your son embody all of this? Do you talk to him about it? I am, I don't go into detail with him. Um, he was three the last time I went to the hospital. Um, I've been hospitalized twice. Uh, and he was three so the last time. He's, he'll be 10 in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I had a depressive episode a couple of months ago. Maybe yeah, about a couple months ago, um, and he's older now, so I'm able to tell him, you know, this is what I'm supposed to happen, this is how I feel, um, but I also see in him a lot of the anxieties and, and fears that I held when I was um, his age and younger. When I'm not okay, he's not okay, and it's not he's not okay because it's not like, oh, I'm not okay because my mom's not okay, I'm not okay because... I'm not okay with, with anybody isn't okay. He, he, he's sensitive in that same way that I was. So I'm very cognizant of, of how I present to him. He knows, he doesn't know the language, he doesn't know the words. Um, when I, we have like random conversations with car, um, in general about things uh, so that he knows that if he's feeling a certain way, he can come to me because I understand what that is. Um, one of the benefits of being a parent who lives with a mental illness is that I noticed that he gets anxiety. He, he gets stage fright. Uh, and because of what I do for a living, people expect him to get on stage and do whatever. He doesn't like attention on him. He's a soccer player. He, he likes the, the attention when he's playing. He doesn't like the attention when it's like presented to him alone. And right. I see the anxiety. I also see that how I discipline him has to be different because get shaken up like you can see when I'm like when you yell because he did something wrong you can see him like almost shaking um because that that yelling is not something that he's comfortable with it brings anxiety for him so I have to find different ways to, to talk to him different ways to to make sure that I don't scare him with the things that I'm saying about myself so I do hide a lot of things from him because he's only 10 right um, but I
the same amount of acknowledgement, the same amount of compassion, the same amount of empathy is required. Uh, so as he gets older, he's not going to wrestle with, well, how come he just can't get over it? Um, that's one. Number two, uh, I realized he was born in Brooklyn. Um, single parent left to come home to stay. I'm back in my, my house with my family, um, with my parents. My brother lives 10 minutes away. My sister is in Jersey, um, but she comes home every couple of weeks. So he's surrounded by people other than me. If it was just him and I one-on-one, um, it would be a lot more difficult, and it would affect him a lot more. Uh, my family is amazing. So when they see something in me, they gather around him, and they make sure that he doesn't feel lonely or alone um, or, 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 or confused. So they'll take him someplace or they'll do something with him or, and they do that consistently, but they, they just rally a bit more when I need, I need help. And so he knows that if there's something wrong with mom, that thing that's wrong with mom isn't because of him. It's because mom is not feeling okay and she's not feeling well. And so he doesn't take it on. That's one of the things I was really, really uh, afraid of. Uh, I didn't want to have kids because I didn't want to put that on them. And I also didn't want to pass on anything genetically. Right. Uh, you know, things happen. Um, but because of who I am and, and, and how I am and how my family has been, we're able to watch him. So that he doesn't get to the point where he's 27 and falling apart. He doesn't get to the point where he's 27 and he's completely confused about what's going on right yeah so that's how he deals with it that is beautiful i i am so so happy that we got a chance to talk see and you know what i knew i shouldn't ask that question because now i've got all these other questions like well what do you think about this (laughs) so but you know i'm not even gonna do it i'm gonna definitely we're gonna definitely have a part two because it is so and i can't wait because maybe by part two the book will be out we can talk about that i mean so many other thoughts that i have actually before, before you before you go, can I say one more thing? Yeah, please. You can talk as much as you want to. <laughs> no, I, I mentioned that um, there are ways to to get treatment if, if you're uninsured or if you if you're underinsured. And the way to do that is you find a um, a, a hospital in like a really great neighborhood, like uh, like like one of the rich neighborhoods. Um, and uh, because you call the behavioral um, behavioral health department, which is what they call the psych ward now, um, and you ask them for a list of free or sliding scale doctors. And the reason what are they called? Why they have it? Sliding start, scale. Yeah, sliding scale meaning depending on how much you make, that's how they determine what they charge you. Okay. So if you don't make a lot, then they, it's like five dollars, ten dollars, whatever. Or they have doctors who for free. They're not the best. You have to do a lot of um, self, uh, self-advocating, um, but it's a start. And the thing is that at, when, you're, when you're in the hospital, um, in, the, in, the, in the behavioral health department, they can't release you unless you have a plan um, to continue working on your health. Um, like you, you're in the hospital, you're stabilized, you're, regula- you're regulated. They can't release you until you say, this is my doctor. I'm going to see them at this time. I'll be there tomorrow. Or this is my therapist and I'm going to start seeing her, blah, blah, blah. But if you say, I don't have one, um, they have a list. 
of free and sliding scale doctors that you can see, and you just need to call them and uh, get those numbers and then call the numbers and figure out which one works for you. That is, that's great. And so everybody that's hearing that, if you feel like you're dealing with something and you can't afford it or you're, um, you know, or you just don't have insurance or whatever, sliding scale. And, and you know what? And other people that's dealing with this, it doesn't have to be something you tell anybody right away if you're not comfortable with that. If it's a personal choice that you go see somebody, it's not like your Absolutely. medical you records are anybody. public. Yeah, you don't have don't to tell, tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, if you ask, ask about, you ask about uh, people, what to do when people aren't supportive. The analogy is if you were lying on the kitchen floor with a broken leg, and you ask somebody to help you call the doctor, and they're like, nah, just pray it away. Your, your leg will heal itself. You would think they were out of their mind, and you would find a way to get to a doctor to fix your leg, and you'd find a way to call the doctor to see about your leg. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, you know, when people say, oh, my father or my mom doesn't want me to take medication, cool, they don't have to take it. You do. Right. So, and they don't even have to know. <laughs> and they don't have to know. You don't have to tell them a thing. Because yeah. if they're not going to be supportive of that, that's more damaging to you than nothing. So let them be in the dark, and you do what you need to do to be okay. I mean, it's different when you're a minor and you're underage. Um, it's a different conversation. But if you're, like, 18, 19, um, or even older, they don't need to know. It's nobody. You don't have to tell anybody. I've made the choice to be public because of, of uh, because, but it's a difficult thing, and it's not anybody's business. Your health is nobody's business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have realized working out, right? Because you work out all the time. I've always been a, a gym nut. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, I love I love my body, right? I love how my body looks. But that's because I put in work for my body to look like that. I didn't love my mind, though. I didn't love yeah. my brain. I didn't love the way yeah. my brain worked. And that's because I didn't, I didn't put in work to exercise my brain. I didn't shut my brain off. I didn't meditate. I didn't have any type of regimen to keep positive thoughts coming into my mind versus all of the negative sensory that we have around us all the time, whether it's social media, whether it's TV, whether it's news, whether it's billboards, it's always right here. So could you imagine how you're going to think if yeah. you don't do anything else, but just yeah. consume that? Yeah. Wow. Girl, all right, we're going to have you back. I promise we are going to have you back. Make okay. sure you guys all follow her. What else do we What else do we need to know about you? What do you have coming up? What are you working on? What? Uh, where can they find you? Like, tell, tell people a little bit about uh, your whereabouts so that we can stay in tune with you. Um, I am uh, on, on Twitter and Instagram, um, at Bossy World, uh, B-A-S-F-E-Y World. Um, uh, my organization is the Seaway Project. Um, Seaway spelled S-I-W-E. Um, I'm working on a book right now. Uh, it's it's, it's um, being considered at a publishing house right now, so hopefully within the next two or three weeks, I'll know whether or not I have a deal. Um, that was the name of the book that your your son is making friends yeah. with clients. Um, yeah. Gosh, you know what? You have so much going on. I think I think that's definitely. Um, actually, I'm gonna pause it before I go into my outro. But um, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much um, for spending this two hours with me right now and dealing with all of the audio issues and everything. Like you have been uh, nothing but uh, a diamond, and I appreciate it so so much. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it.
thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been a very, very moving podcast for me. Um, and once again, I want to thank Bossy Ickby for um, sharing so much of herself uh, during this podcast. I'm your girl, Kelly Howard. Um, you know where to find me at. Name spelled Kel Yay, K-E-L-L-Y-E for any new listeners. Um, Kelly Howard. Check me out all social media at Kelly Howard. And yeah, continue to listen, man. I'm trying to help change lives, uh, whether it's funny or not. Shit. Just being real, uh, as real as can be. So big apologies for all the background noise that you may have heard, the dogs, my husband walking in and out. It was a lot going on. It's the first time I've done the podcast from my house. Uh, I usually do it at the Laugh Factory. Uh, it's the first time I've done it here, so it's a lot of stuff happening. But thank you for listening, and hopefully uh, somebody, you know, um, yeah, is is touched by what just happened here. See you guys next time. Bye.